welcome to the Full Circle Podcast with Julie, Glenn and Phil. Hi, this is Richard from Urban Warlock Healing, and you're listening to the Full Circle Podcast. Good evening, and welcome to the Full Circle Podcast. That was indeed Rich Odams from uh, the uh, the Urban Warlock. It was um, indeed. Thank you, Rich. What a lovely previous episode, um, and thank you for that authentic and uh, that raw that came through there in that episode so thank you for that you did well good evening julie good, good evening, evening glenn hello phil hello julie <laughs> hello phil hello glenn what's new what's new pussycat Whoa. i was gonna say that actually <laughs> <Beat ya. laughs> rudy minds so what have you been up to julie uh, well, I've just recorded an episode, actually, <laughs> with Rich. <laughs> oh, the sarcasm starts. Oh, yeah. She's a slow burner it's tonight. Because oh, recorded, it's because we called it Deadpan. I know. Deadpan Jules. I've got a new name now, Deadpan. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, uh, what have you been up to? Oh, busy week. Yeah, it just seems to be flying by the time. Really, bits of healing, lots of yoga. Helping steer with the gym equipment. So, uh, yeah. And the puppy's keeping me entertained and getting up very early the as puppy. well. The puppy. Tell us more. The puppy. Tell us more. So little Aria that I've had for five weeks on Sunday. She'll be uh, 16 weeks old and uh, she's definitely getting a personality now. So really amazing. And taking me for a walk, usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and what breed of, of dog is she? She's a Cavapoo, so... Uh, Park King Charles Cavalier and Poodle, fifty percent of each, oh, and she is adorable. Oh, yeah. I I was kind of expecting a guest appearance tonight, but that didn't I was, happen. Yeah. Well, she's not behaving that well at the moment. I took her to Gaia Tones last night, and she ran all the way round all night, um, biting the music <laughs> and carrying things around. So I thought I would give it a miss. But I might bring her when she's a little bit more well-behaved and she's a bit so older. she's grounded then, is she? Get in your basket. Yeah, she's grounded <laughs> tonight. Yeah, but she will make an appearance. Mm-hmm. Good. At some point. Good. So that's what I've been up to. How about yourselves? Uh, me, I've been busy uh, teaching and doing the spiritual stuff um, with the family as well and mm-hmm. um, production work. Um, I don't know really. The weeks are just flying by, aren't they? Mm. And it's it's like Thursday before you know it, and you're like, "How did I arrive at Thursday?" Yeah. And uh, but I, I was saying, you know, in between shows to you both, actually, I've noticed a, a big change in the energies, the frequencies collectively recently. Yeah. To the point where you can just feel like this big crescendo. You know, like when there's a thunderstorm about to occur, you feel mm. that build up. I'm feeling that on an energetic level and it's been causing me to experience like migraines and this oh. is something that I never have ever. Oh, um, so it's, uh, yeah, there's something on, on the cusp I feel at the moment. Do you know how we say um, as above, so below yes. uh, and, yeah. all, and, mm. and all that? Do you think the weather is matching the energies at the minute? 
Mm, I mm. think so. Pretty accurate. Mm, yeah, that's interesting because it is very up and down, isn't it? You know, one day it's chucking it down. Un um, unstable. Yeah, emotions, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Next minute it's lightning. Yeah. Let's mm. ask our let's ask our guest that question. Mm. That can be the first question. It can indeed. So, let's move on then to bringing our guest in. Um a fantastic guest for us this evening. Um so, uh reader, oracle card reader, tarot reader, psychic medium, teacher, author and um um general fantastic person please welcome claire lazans from thrive through tarot welcome claire hello hi, hi claire Thank you so much oh, for having me. Uh, sorry, Claire. I think I forgot a word and I, could, I couldn't think of couldn't the word, the that word I back, wanted yeah. then. Well, I think that there's intentional space there to let me kind of evolve into my next iteration because I feel like I have got more untapped potential. Um, oh. So, yeah, it was. I was waiting very patiently to see what was going to come out of your mouth. And, and honestly... I know that I've got some training coming up in September, which I'm sure we'll talk about. But it's on my yeah, list. I feel yeah. like I'm constantly evolving, and yeah, I'm excited to where I'm going all the time. Yeah, I was going to say as well then that 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 pause may have been meant that pause may have meant that you are a space holder. Mm. I am. Yeah, mm. I do hold space for others and. Um, I sit in circle with other women and that feels like, although I've taken a break from it, that that's potentially coming back through now. Um, yes. But yeah, going back to what you were talking about, the energies and the mm. elements and the weather, I'm sat here nodding my head because the earth and the environment was getting so heated. And yeah. I think the collective mm. also feeling the element of fire and sort of that manifesting in less healthy ways for both the planet and the, mm. the energies mm. on it. Um, that although a lot of people are moaning about the wind and rain, yeah. I think Mother Earth... We needed it. In, yeah, yeah, for a mm. cleansing and for the air to come through and just chill things out a little bit. Um, so I have been walking in my garden barefoot in the rain this afternoon wow. um, and just connecting and trying to make sure that my own energy is protected and maintained. I was at a festival on Saturday, which was in the forest. It was very beautiful, but I don't do well with lots and lots of people all around me. So this week for me, it's been quite a gentle mm. one. Tell us about that. So what, what festival were you at, Claire? I was at Timberfest in, well, it was Leicestershire. Confused me because it had a Derby postcode and I was like, oh, where am I going? <laughs> uh, but it was Timberfest. It's a three-day festival in the new, not the new forest. Is it the new forest or the national forest? I can't remember. Oh, sure. oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. my neck of the woods. So I, I thought the new forest was down south. south so it, I'm not sure. Mm. But yeah, it was a beautiful event all about, um, rewilding, maintaining our natural habitats, about what we can do to support ecosystems and biodiversity. 
So it was very chilled. There were lots of beautiful talks and workshops and I was just there to mm-hmm. take it all in and yeah, it was it was good vibes. I think I'm not sure if Darren's been on the podcast, um, but Darren was there with oh, his singing okay. bowls yeah, and songs. Yeah, so it was nice to see a familiar face as well and meet lots of new people. Um, mm. It was really enjoyable. Um, and actually, yeah. don't you think it's lovely just to be there, just to take part as well? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, because it is festival season now and I've got events coming up over the next few months. Um, it was just lovely to wander around, not be committed to certain things at certain yeah. times mm. and just float around in a field. I loved it. Mm. So I'm going to go back. Let's go back to the, oh, Mike. Sorry, Glenn, if you heard that, I'll just smack him a microphone. <laughs> um, very dare you. <laughs> so Claire, it is totally obvious to me and, and so clear to a lot of people that you are flying at the minute. You are absolutely flying going on? with stuff mm-hmm. uh, and you're on your path. But what we like to do is go back to the beginning beginning. of the path. Mm. So can you tell us about your own spiritual awakening and your own path? Yeah, I can try. Although I think it happened before I became conscious. Yeah, okay. Um, So, yeah, I think as a small child, um, there was significant generational trauma in my family um i'm from a mining community and my parents met and married in berlin before the war came down um so they were military and then when i was a toddler my dad was involved in a really horrendous or two actually road traffic accidents um which meant he had um, to leave his career and he yeah he never worked again oh, he was right. sort of he was physically disabled from that point on and it changed him and changed our family dynamic mm-hmm. yeah. um you know emotionally spiritually physically financially sort of everything changed mm-hmm. and as a sensitive child and I think we all come to the world with intuition and with our sensitivities but when For those of us that go through hardship, and this can happen, I think, at any time of your life, Mm -hmm. but particularly as a child who is still quite fresh to the world, those intuitive um, skills, I don't like to to say that they're gifts because that kind of makes it feel like someone else has given it to you when it feels very part of your DNA. Yeah. so that, that intuition and that empathy and being able to read energy and connect to energy and understand situations and relationships and emotions and, you know, the bigger dynamics that are at play stayed with me. And I think ancestors and spirit drew round me as a way to guide me and protect me when, you know, resources, attention affection and all of those things that a child needs were perhaps directed in other you know in other areas because Mm -hmm. needs must at the time um so for me it it felt very natural and very lifelong Mm. to feel awake to 
what was happening around me uh, energetically. I always felt very strongly connected to the elements and to the weather. Um, I spent much of my early teenage years walking around in Sherwood Forest, mm, which nice. you will, yeah, you'll always find me in the forest and the fields. It's a place of deep healing for me, deep connection, and where I feel most safe. Mm. So that's probably where it started. So there was no profound thing that happened later on in my life, mm. but um, yeah, I think that's potentially where where that all began. nice to hear that that you you was aware of that uh, that guidance from the beginning there and they help you through some very unusual times growing up mm. there you know and that like you said it must have been very reassuring to experience that yeah it did and i think building a craft around that so you know working with energies doing spells and i don't think i was probably a teenager in like the 90s when the craft came along and there was Sabrina the Teenage Witch and (laughs) I was always you know I was into that more alternative lifestyle music um, and you know how I was styling myself how I identified um, and it became really fun as well It, it became part of my identity and yeah just feeling like I could have a little bit more control over the way that my life was going. I felt it's also probably an important part of my path and why a lot of people will turn to divination or magic um, and spell work and things like that because they understand their inherent power and they want to feel like they have some sense of agency over what is happening to them and around them and for them and I think when you certainly for me I felt so guided and so protected by spirit and by the forest that I then sort of saw this exchange and this way that I could be of service um, to to the planet and to other people Mm, that's lovely so um, you mentioned um, such as the craft and, and films of that nature mm. there. Did, did that initially <laughs> um, inspire you to, to start your journey with tarot cards? Um, yeah, I would say in part. Um, I think when you see witchy stuff on the TV or, you know, as a, a child, a teenager, it made me feel less weird. <laughs> Um, and like that potentially I might find my people one day. So mm. I would seek out sort of the shops in town or in Nottingham where there were crystals or, you know, to the floor velvet skirts or, yeah. you know, tarot decks and oracle decks and things like that. Um, and there was a shop in Mansfield called Temptations. That I, I, used to, well. yeah. <laughs> I used to frequent um, and all of the decks were downstairs and I used to go in with my pocket money and pick up a crystal or chat to the, you know, the owner. And yeah, sure enough, one day, although I'd sort of from the corner of my eye thought, I'm not sure about that. I'm not, you know, not sure what they are. Through a little bit of gentle coaxing from the girl behind the counter, <laughs> walked out with a tarot deck one day. Um, and went back in actually and got some really beautiful guidance about 
how to use the cards, how to look after them, how to look after myself, um, what they meant. Um, so yeah, I don't know where that person is now, but they definitely came across my path with a very clear intention Message. to get, yeah, I'd get this, this deck of cards into my hands. That's wonderful um, that you had that nurturing there, you know, by just showing that natural interest in those items there rather than just selling them to you, mm. gave you that, uh, right. you know, took that time out to uh, to help you in some way. Yeah. 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 And, and actually, Definitely. you know what, Claire, thank you for passing that. So you've you've gained that knowledge, and uh, uh, thank you for passing that knowledge on to to other thank people. You. I've I've uh, I've purchased one of your uh, Arcana cheat sheets today, oh, and that is you. absolutely fantastic. What a what a brilliant thing to be able to pass on, um, and yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about the other things that you do on there as well later mm. on. But just want to say thank you for that because that that information really is quite valuable for everybody else. Yeah, so. thank you. And I think a part of my work is to demystify and simplify what can sometimes be perceived as not only um, quite. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's a lot of taboo, isn't there, that goes along with tarot. There's the connotations that it's evil. And because it has cards in there like death and the devil, people mm. just kind of give it a wide berth. And mm. it can it can um, sort of activate people's fears. Um, but I'm definitely here to sort of say, you know, you're safe. There are things you can do to protect yourself. And it's not as complex as some people try to make it seem. And I think, you know, over the years there's a lot of gatekeeping I think around spiritual practices that stem from organized religion and mm. you, you could get me speaking quite politically if we carry on for too long um, <laughs> let's go for it but I I think it's such a valuable tool that if you can either read for yourself or get a reading then you are being able to access and connect with such long-lasting wisdom mm. you know the the cards are enduring i was talking just this week in a workshop about the one of the first tarot decks that was created in the 1400s that was hand painted and you know it's aristocracy in, in italy that used these cards as a way to storytell and navigate situations and scenarios in their lives to gain insight and mm. to you know to have fun with and yeah spark interest so there's a deep history there. Mm. Um, so a lot of the work that I do is about demystifying, debunking and making it really accessible. So, yes, I've got PDFs available on Etsy that just mm. give really simple ways for you to start to learn the cards and understand what they mean and why they contain sort of certain symbols and things like that. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I feel like yeah. I'm like... Giving That's you good. a little tarot, tarot workshop. As I well. would, no, that um, was I was uh, I was just thinking then about about the as, aristoc. I can't even say it. Aristotle, the posh folk. <laughs> yeah, the posh people using them in the fourteen hundreds. That that's that's fascinating. Mm. I love that. Yeah, but I, yeah, I think uh, as well. You know, certain practices are kept within certain circles, aren't mm, they? You can see yeah. it through the ages. Um, the deck that I know and love and the one that I teach on my courses is the Rider Waite-Smith. And that was created 
the turn of the 19th century. Um, you know, it was part of the um, work produced by the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. So they had so many people as part of that magical society that were traveling across Europe, you know, coming into contact with Romani gypsies and cartomancy mm. and then heading into Egypt and working with, you know, the Book of the Dead and all of the mysticism in that part of the world. And it mm. created a bit of a melting pot for esotericism. And I feel like that's so beautifully represented in the tarot because then, you know, through art and through visual yeah. depictions, they've captured so much of that. And there's so many beautiful layers to it. So, so it's my job to simplify it but it's part of my life's work to go deep and understand where all of this came from and why. Mm -hmm. So I find it so interesting that I am... The research am, behind it then. You, yeah. you, you yeah. said, Claire, you said it's your job to simplify it, but actually I find that what you do is make it relatable. Oh, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> um, it is very relatable. And even though these things were created hundreds and hundreds of years ago, they still reflect the human experience we are very predictable um <laughs> and i think that that's that's the beauty of tarot and that's where this being able to see round corners comes in because if you sit and watch for long enough the the natural world whether that's the weather mm. the way that plants grow the way that animals behave or indeed humans you can start to see patterns and that's what the tarot starts to mirror in my sessions it, it mirrors where people have been where they are and where they're going. And mm. so that's where we can start to draw meaning and then helpful advice to get people out of situations that they don't want to be in um, or heading towards things that are potentially not going to serve their highest good. Mm. Makes sense. I feel that I'll, I keep wanting to pause you to ask different questions. So I need to... Okay. I need Go on, to, ask I, a question. I've got to wind you back a little bit because I am Stop dying me. to ask you can you tell us what the hermetic order of the golden dawn is ah, mm. yeah, yeah yeah so there it's a magical society that um was around the victorian era and there were a lot of quite famous people um and important powerful people that were members of that organization doing ritual magic um people who were actors and poets and authors and artists and directors um have you heard of alistair crowley yes, yes yeah yeah he was one of the members as well okay. um I, I i can't remember off the top of my head like the names of the poets and stuff but they were all getting together around the victorian times which is again another period in our history where spirit like seances were huge mediumship was massive um you know it was very popular and if anyone was having a party if they could bring a medium along someone to do trance um channeling that made them very very popular and also very powerful so the order of the golden dawn were very much into um into all of that okay Thank you. Mm. Mm. Fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot going on there. You, you paint such a yeah. lovely picture with your d descriptions there, yeah. Claire. I mean, mm. 
as you've probably heard that dramatic pause from all of us, we're all like lost listening, uh, imagining yeah. what you, you know, mm. from the words you were creating there. Thank you. Yeah, I love, I love just talking about tarot and the beauty of it. It's, mm. you know, it's 78 moments of human experience captured in such beautiful art. And although I do really love to look back at the history of tarot, mm. I also love what's happening now. There are so many wonderful artists that are putting their spin and their artwork and their style and layering that onto a deck of cards. So we see some beautiful modern decks. There's a deck mm. for everyone. If you're into mermaids, there's a mermaid tarot deck. I've got an Alice in Wonderland tarot deck that I really mm -hmm. love that oh. shows Alice moving through the world and having all of these, you know, problems and challenges. Um, so, yeah, there's some really beautiful things being done. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure where I land on artificial intelligence art oh. at no, the minute, yeah, but there are some, that. yeah, there's oh. AI decks that are starting to Is pop there? up. But oh. I really, yeah, yeah, I, I Kind of, do they look a bit a like bit. Terminators? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> bit like no, the they, depending on what is put into the AI, um, right. it just creates all of these. The artwork. Yeah, it's very random. You'll have to have a look. It'll be a bit of a rabbit hole for you. To okay. go down that mm. I'm a big fan of the, uh, the Angel Tarot uh, Radley Valentine uh, creates. Yeah. I, I think the artwork on those cards and the, the energy up behind them all are absolutely incredible, beautiful to work with. Yeah, that has a really beautiful, soft energy, which mm. I suppose some angels are of that nature. Um, and the Angel Tarot is a really lovely bedtime deck, I think, when you need that little moment of soothing or, you mm. know, just a little bit of guidance just to fall asleep with. Um, it's really beautiful and soft. Yeah, I know the one that you mean. Mm. Um, I think it's an old, is it a Doreen Virtue deck? Mm. Um, yeah, he's since done some of, of on his own as well since, um, yes. since that. And I've got quite a few of his decks and um, very good. Again, they, they all contain that energy that you described. They're very gentle very easy to yeah. work with and just like um whereas uh you know traditional tarot can be quite straight to the point there you go have that mm. <laughs> whether you like it yeah. or not um but sometimes we need to hear it in that way don't we to wake us up yeah absolutely it depends on the client and i would say a lot of people come to me and i've got a selection of different styles of deck mm -hmm. and spirit guide me to the one that they need um, just as spirit guides, the cards that come out, um, yeah. I'll very often walk into my space and a deck will have shifted slightly on the shelf or, yeah. you know, it's already started, the box has started to open or something like that. And I'll get a nod from spirit to, to pick a specific deck. So if it's one of the softer, more gentle decks, you know, the one that you talked about is very like ice cream, pastel colours. Yeah. I'll know that that person, what they need is that soft, gentle, nurturing, caring guidance and message. If it's one of my others, they might get something that is a bit more straightforward and a little bit more like tough love. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the artwork has a lot to say and, and kind of leads the style of the reading that I give as well sometimes. Mm -hmm. Do you find that sometimes tarot cards and oracle cards can 
you know, you were just talking about the different styles of tarot, like angel tarot and mm. stuff like that. Do you think they sometimes mm. can blend together? Like together. I use them together sometimes. So I've created quite a bit of content on, on this on Instagram. So I will sometimes pull an oracle card, which might have quite an open um, keyword. So I've got one next to me now, which is, um, it says shedding. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a tree on here with, it looks like autumnal leaves and some of the leaves have already dropped to the forest floor. So in my own personal practice, I would pull an oracle card like shedding and then I would sort of say to spirit, okay, what do I need to release? What's no longer serving me? Show me how shedding something, a situation or a belief or a mindset or a person or a job or a client, um, show me show me how shedding can serve me better. And then I'll pull a tarot card and get my answer. Right. Okay. Okay. So you've got a pack of, so you've got a deck of cards next to you now. I've got multiple around me. Oh. <laughs> Would you like? Are you asking for a reading? I think he is. Yeah, I that's, think he's uh, hinting I, there. I he's hinting for a card or two. <laughs> I'm not Claire. I'm not. But if you wanted to do a collective <laughs> card <laughs> or an individual uh, I, card, I, yeah, I mean it's up to you. I prefer to do uh, like for a question to be asked and then pull cards. Or I can just pull a card and give a message to an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, I find I connect better to specifics rather than just collective. Okay. Um, But I I have done collective reading. So, yeah, what what would you like? Let me, I'll grab my desk. Oh, well, shall I, shall we have a, I don't know how it's going to sound. Shall we have uh, uh, an individual card? Okay. Yeah. I haven't really got a specific question, so. Neither have I. That's okay. Is it just Phil that would like one? Well, or I think me, me and Julia will have, we'll have to, won't we? We're rich in as well. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to. You, you've got the agency to say yes or no. I'm more than happy. Oh, yeah. We're, if you're, if if you're, you're okay with, with doing one yeah. each, we'd love that. That'd be amazing. Perfect. I'm, I'm getting into it. I'm shuffling. I'm going to go with Phil first. Yep. I think you seem okay. the most. Keen, you're first in the line. He's a good hinter. He's a good hinter, aren't you? Yeah, and I suppose just a little note on sort of remote reading. Um, you know, a lot of people say, how can you connect to the energies when you're not in the same space as someone? Um, and it's it's down to things that I can't explain. Um, you know, I couldn't even explain how I can hear you and speak to you over this phone, let alone quantum physics. Works. Maybe yeah. quantum physics. We yes. we, we let, are let. we are connected. We're all we we don't yeah. need to be together to mm. connect Absolutely. energies, do we? So take one nice deep breath and release for me, Phil. Okay. So you've got the strength card, which is the Major Arcana card number eight. And the number eight will start there because that's a beautiful symbol in itself. So it's that infinity sign that we all recognize and know as that constant flow of energy. And so a lot of people, when they see the strength card, first they notice the lion. There's a lion on this card and that is real alpha 
energy, that is strength coming through for you. If you felt in any way weak, depleted, low motivation, low energy, this card comes through at a time that shows you that strength isn't something you go and buy from the shop. This is inherent. It's within you. And whilst, yes, you may be experiencing, you know, the downward shift on that infinity sign, if you imagine a bit like a roller coaster, you've mm. you've peaked and now you're just waning energy a little bit. That waning part is still vital and essential so that you can replenish and rebuild your strength back up for when you might need it. And I suppose the other thing about the strength card is that this isn't a brute force strength. This is really compassionate. It's calm. So in the days that come, if you're feeling prodded or poked, uh, if you're feeling particularly activated or like you really need, you need a dose of strength, come at it from a really calm and compassionate and patient kind of energy rather than trying to be forceful. Oh, okay. Well, that's really perfect, to be honest. Thank you, Claire. You're welcome. That has resonated. Cool, good. So, Glenn, do you want to go next? Yes, please. Thank you, Claire. Okay. So, same for you, Glenn. If you take a nice deep breath in and out. Sorry if that shuffling doesn't translate very nicely. It's <laughs> <into the podcast. laughs> all right. Sounds organic. We like it. Mm. <coughs> okay. Okay. So you have got the moon. So the first thing I'm thinking is that I know it's the new moon on Monday. Um, so I'm tuning straight into those lunar energies. So for you, Glenn, I'm feeling yeah. like you're about to start something new um, on yeah. the cusp of a new beginning. Something that isn't quite fully uh, available to you or not clear in terms of where it's going to lead you, the opportunities that it might bring up. Um, and you might be experiencing some wobbles around, is it worth it? Should I be doing this? Is it going to go anywhere? But I love that you're prepared and it seems like receptive and open to giving something brand new a try. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like it's coinciding with this new moon in Cancer. So Cancerian energy has us um, coming back to the, to the self and softening a little bit so we we think of cancer don't we the crab with the hard mm -hmm. shell and then mm -hmm. it's softer center so it could see you getting a little bit vulnerable um and that can sometimes that energy does rise when we're trying something new because we're putting ourselves out there a little bit yeah um does that resonate in terms of it does yeah yeah uh, it, you've hit the nail on the head with all of that and um in fact yeah i have been feeling a little bit out of sorts and i do know that there's change on its way, but mm. I'm kind of like open to it. Whereas at one time I would have been stubborn, dragging my heels, kicking and screaming. But I'm at a place where I'm like, okay, whatever will be, will be. 
So, yeah, it does resonate. So thank you, Claire. That was spot on. Thank you. Beautiful. And so far, you've both had major arcana, so it does feel like quite strong energies uh, mm. for you both. So let's see what we get for Julie. Thank you, Claire. Mm. Okay. So I like to knock my deck, or sometimes I'll breathe across the deck just to mm. clear the energies. Yeah. And then I'll shuffle again for Julie. Try not to fling them all across the table. <laughs> <It's normal>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Julie, did you have a question? Um, not really, no, but uh, it'd be interesting just to see what you pick up um, yeah. at the moment. Thank you. I think it's sometimes it is just nice to receive a message and mm. just to sit with it. Okay. So a message for Julie. Okay, so you've got the tower, um, which is unexpected change, upheaval, yeah. things not going to plan yeah. and potentially feeling a little bit like uh, Dorothy in The Wizard of Oz when everything's whizzing around her and she can't um, maybe ground herself. I'm speaking about you now, just seeing Dorothy in my mind's eye. So I really want to encourage you to ground yourself, um, to also sit with and think about how, like what you can control and what is out of your circle of control okay. and really be mindful about how you're focusing your energy and your attention because it think, feels as though something's come out of sort of left of field and it's coming to shake up everything and you now potentially feel a little bit off kilter out of routine yeah um not quite not quite that like in yes. your, yeah not in your normal flow of energy yeah um, that's correct. so is that something that's happening around you at the moment yes that's right Claire. yeah yeah so again feeling like control is a funny old thing isn't it we, we feel safe when we can control things we can control situations and outcomes but at the same time um it's also really important and I think a, a spiritual lesson for us all is that we can't control everything and that actually sometimes things work out for a reason yeah. um I do feel though Julie if you do feel like the situation is causing your nervous system to be shot to pieces or your sleep patterns, your nutrition, any of those foundations that you really rely on and that support you, it can sort of include movement and exercise and money, is really try to just make sure that you're doing what you can to make sure that your foundations and your grounding is really important at this time of upheaval um, and change. Yes, that's spot on. Thank you very much, Claire. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Wow, that was incredible, Claire. Mm. So yeah, accurate really for all of us. Yeah. Absolutely spot thank you. on. Yeah, thank you to Spirit. I, I, I love the, the flow of how you worked as well. Yeah. No hesitation, just straight, straight in. in. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, do you, do you get that, Glenn, when you're working with energy where you get things that play out in your mind, like, the Wizard of Oz there and Dorothy and that tornado. It just, it feels very real and visceral in my mind's eyes. Yes, mm. yeah, I agree. It's like a, a film, isn't it? And your yeah. job as a medium is to like um, 
observe and then just describe with as much detail as you were brilliantly demonstrated mm, there yeah really yeah good. so yeah i do to answer your question yeah mm. thank you because i've not had any training and i don't i'm quite a solitary person that you know solitary witch i've never been part of a coven or anything like that mm. so this to me is just all skills that i've developed over time yeah. or that have been there forever mm. yeah <coughs> do you find that your spiritual journey in learning tarot for yourself has been quite a, a personal person just very personal to you claire uh yeah yes and no um so i do have a very close relationship and a very personal relationship with the tarot and there are decks that are only for me and for my my work but from i think a few days after I told my best friend that I had a tarot deck when, you know, when I was at school, <laughs> I was then reading mm -hmm. for other people pretty much straight away. <laughs> yeah, um, can imagine. You know, but at that time it was more, am I going to pass my GCSEs? Is my mum going to find out that I was drinking on the field? Is he going to fall in love with me? <laughs> uh, you know, all of those kind of things. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's always been there. It's been a constant companion when, I've either felt big emotions and I've not had the courage or I felt too much shame to tell or talk to anyone else. Um, or just, yeah, you know, when you feel really silly and you just don't know what you're doing with your life. And mm. it's like, I'll just, mm. I'm just going to ask the tarot and see what, what it says, where it's going to take me. Yeah. And yeah, giving over, over time, building that trust and that relationship to the cards has been very personal. Yeah. Um, can tell. You know, yeah. yeah, who are you going to ring at three o'clock in the morning when you've got those really deep worries or that mm. wave of, you know, waking up from a dream and thinking, wow, is that real? Is this going to happen? Mm. Um, and yeah, just tuning into the cards and just channeling and sort of grounding myself. It's been a constant support um and now i kind of <laughs> i i'm over that season of my life of asking about love and relationships because mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i'm i'm a wife and a mother yeah. so now a lot of my work I, I work mostly and attract people who are running their own spiritual and soul-led businesses and they have so many vital skills and gifts to offer the world. And I'm an anti-capitalist and I think, you know, any act of working for yourself or doing a spiritual healing type job is an act of revolution and I'm here for it. I'm here to support those types mm. of people to step into their power, to heal and to bring their gifts to the world because you know, in a capitalist society, we're all depleted. We're just seen as a resource to keep being productive mm. and to show up healthy every day, ready to work. And that's, I don't know if I can swear on the podcast, so I won't, but that's a load of rubbish. That's, that's not life. <laughs> that's the polite word. <laughs> is it? That, that's, not, that's not acceptable. That's not what we're here for. We're beautiful soul beings and we treat ourselves sometimes in really harsh, critical compassionate ways and i'm here to yeah feed the souls and replenish and nourish as many people as i can 
Um, and a lot of people express themselves through their work, either if they're, you know, giving healing, sound healing, if they're creating art, if they're writing a book, if they are sacred celebrants, if they're space holders. I'm here to kind of be the secret source in their world and be their biggest cheerleader behind the scenes and help them to become that that full version and authentic version of themselves without the fear, without the limiting beliefs, you know, without that unhealthy, unhelpful money mindset, um, you know, without depleting their own energy levels and their motivations and so that they can go after those things that they desire and that they're here to do. So, yeah, I'll get... I'm, Soapboxes out. You know, when all all of that that you've just been talking about and how you support people to find themselves and and all of that fantastic stuff there, how do you feel when somebody comes for a reading and they just want to know, am I going to fall in love? Is Aunt Mary with me? How does does that frustrate you? Um, no, it doesn't. But very often, before I even get my cards out, I will have a conversation with that person and I will talk to them about their reasons and their intentions for wanting to to be loved and wanting to know the outcome. Mm. And the way that I kind of steer the reading is by formulating a question for the cards, which is more about, you know, rather than... Um, are they going to leave me, let's say, or are they cheating on me, which is, you know, quite a common question. It's more about what is the energy about the relationship right now? How can you, person A that's sat in front of me, what are you giving to the relationship? What are you getting from the relationship? Mm. What healing does this relationship require? You know, I tend to focus around that person and don't... I don't do yes or no mm. kind of readings. Yeah. I'm more, more complex than that. Than that. So it's many variables. Yeah. 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 I kind of want to go a layer deeper with that person and yes. think about, yeah. you know, what is, what does love mean to them? What does it look like to them and, and their attachment to their relationship and, and what it's giving them, how it's serving them and vice versa, how they're serving it. So, there's not a level of frustration on my part. Yeah. I've just come with heaps of compassion and heaps of empathy. Yeah. And I try, and the tarot is a beautiful tool to get people to see a different perspective than the one that they come into the reading with. Yeah. yeah. The only reason I ask that is I did a reading for somebody a few weeks ago now. Um, I read for somebody and I felt that they were disappointed with the reading mm. because I didn't mm. give them a typical well, fortune. Yeah. A fo- because I wasn't a yeah. typical fortune teller. And mm. th- so I didn't really give them the what they wanted, but they got mm-hmm. what they needed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And that definitely sometimes happens. And I always sort of caveat and disclaimer my readings by saying you will get what you need not what you want um if anyone was very disappointed with the reading I would sit with them and ask them why and talk Mm. through that um there was a phase in my life probably when I was less compassionate than I am now and when I was doing more love and relationship style readings Mm. and I just got sick of saying dump him 
is not treating you well. This is borderline abusive. Why are you still with this person? Yeah. And I got fed up of people coming back time and time again, still in that same relationship, Mm. still hoping that things were going to change. And despite the advice coming out from the cards about what needed to change, who needed to change, how it needed to change, if you don't leave that reading and then put that into action, you're just going to keep coming back to me. And I have said to people, I'm not reading for you on that situation anymore. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes, actually, we don't need a deck of cards to tell no. to give people that information. Absolutely. Anyway, yeah. let's <laughs> and, well, let's because let, let's move on. I want to know okay. what you I want to know what you're doing in September. Yeah, so in September, I am going to Glastonbury. I've been invited to be a Melissa for one of the priestesses in Avalon. And let's pause. What is a Melissa? A Melissa Melissa is... Messenger, remember her from the 90s? (laughs) I bet you do. Um, So a Melissa is, um, it goes back to the very ancient goddess temples where you would have the oracle, you would have the, you know, the personified goddess or deity giving Mm. wisdom and advice and guidance. And then you'd have the temple melissas who would be around serving, making sure that the temple space was cleansed, looked after, that the needs of the goddess or the oracle were met. Um, So I'm taking that helper, volunteer type role within the... um, goddess temple in glastonbury and during that time we will all learn how to deliver um sacred rituals hand fastings um and sacred celebrations so when i come out the other side i will be able and skilled to conduct rituals for people's sacred rites of passage um, and at the moment, I don't thoroughly know where I'm going to take that learning, but I feel very called to work with women, um, with animals as well. And yeah, specifically, if I start talking about women and the, the rites of passage that I think in our modern society, some of those rituals that we've lost around, like the the girl's first bleed, you know, the the first intimacy with the man, the engagements, the hand fastings, the, you know, becoming pregnant, giving birth, uh, and then what happens in a woman's later years. You know, all of that would have been steeped in ritual. Yeah. And it's just been lost completely. And I think that's another way that we've disconnected from ourselves is through a disconnection with nature and through a disconnection to ritual and and faith and a belief in more than what we can see and hold in our hands. So I'm very excited. Um, And then with the animals, I really do feel like there are, yeah, there are opportunities to honour our animals' rites of passage as well a little Mm. bit more because they can be, you know, lifelong companions and beautiful Mm, soulmates on this Mm. on this earth plane so Mm. yeah i feel like there's there's an element of that as well that will come through but i'm open i'm open to whatever it will bring i'm sure it'll Mm. be life-changing yeah and we've talked about that haven't we claire um about 
uh, animals. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that that does that sounds fascinating, to be honest. Yeah, how long is so. it going to be for uh, Claire? How long will you be in Glastonbury? So, um, I'm looking at the wall next to me because it's where all my dates are written mm-hmm. down. I think I'm there for nine or ten days. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So it, yeah, it's going to be absolutely beautiful. Um, yeah, I and in between now and then, I've got a few events that I'm attending to do readings at, and I'm running a tarot course. So that's I'm for now. I'm at capacity because so much of this work mm-hmm. that we do, and you'll know as well, you have a personal level of capacity, and, and you have to have boundaries as well. So mm-hmm. the rest of my time will be spent wandering through the forest (laughs) (laughs) recharging the batteries definitely Mm. absolutely yeah because i give so much energy to my work um and again i think that's something i've learned over time that if you are in any way serving healing um you know you do need to top your cup back up so Mm. i do lots of grounding and meditation and singing and dancing and drumming so it's yeah. a juggling act, isn't I can't it? Wait for that. And um and to not forget about you in the mix as well, you know, like you've said. How long have we been on? I feel like I've waffled <laughs> on for ages. No, you're doing superb. Doing We're nearly well. there. We're nearly there. Nearly at the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Do I you could live, talk for hours. Do you live quite close to Shield Forest, Claire? I know you mentioned Shield Forest earlier on. Are you are you Where in that area? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm about 10 minutes away. Oh, um, right, okay. But I, yeah, one of the things that I sort of do is I'm a self-dedicated guardian of the forest. So I spend a lot of time there doing healing and land blessings and rituals in the forest for the nature spirits and all of the woodland animals and the trees. Um, so, yeah, it's it's my, one of my very special sacred places um mm. you know when you're in the dentist chair and they say think about the happy place I'm, I'm straight to a grandmother oak tree that i spend a lot of hours with so yeah i love it there yeah okay. so, same I'm, I'm there i'm usually in shield forest oh, to be honest yeah, yeah yeah it's just it's such, nice place. such a place yeah it really is a special place so yeah, with regards really your instagram claire and I know that's yeah. where, that's your main, is that your main social media that you use for Thrive Through Tarot? Yeah, yeah, I'm mostly active on Instagram. Yeah, because I've noticed yeah, that there is always, there is always content on there. Do you find that easy, is it, do you find that easy for you or do you have to be quite rigid and set and think, I've got to do this, I've got to keep doing it? Um, I'm very bounded with it. Mm. I batch create my content, so I purge, and then I just pop it on in the morning, and then I leave and never look back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> best way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's a it's a mm. needs must. I find content creation quite easy because I work with a visual medium, so I can take a picture of my morning card, pop a little, you know, empowering message on. Um, talk about what I'm doing in my day or things that are coming up energetically or common threads within readings. Mm. And yeah, I I think 
it's it's a massive juggle, but I think it's really important for that connection, getting to know people as well and building a, a bit of a, a community. But it is a balance because there are so many different platforms. Um, it's it's a challenge. I mm, ventured onto true. threads with everyone else and yes. I've not been very active on there. I'm not keen. No, I've, um, I've looked and I've joined and I've not really been on it. To be honest, no. you're both no. talking so in another language. I know we compared don't know. to me and Julie. We don't know what you mean. <laughs> threads, another thread, thread eh? <laughs> so, some threads in my trousers. <laughs> threads um. is the uh, threads is the Instagram version of Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. Okay. So little short, messages. Short messages yeah. then. Yes, it's yeah, got it's Twitter shaking and it's uh, it's it's got Twitter tweeting. Yeah, oh, really? and I think oh. that is. That, you know, talking about the systems that we are kind of bound by, social media takes away so much of our attention Mm. and our energy and our focus. And I think, again, it's really important to strike the right balance Mm. between getting your work seen and getting it out there and mainstream, which I've said is my purpose. So I'm doing it because of that, Mm -hmm. but also being really mindful that people have got lives and they should be yeah. living them rather than attached to a screen um, yeah. Yeah. so yeah. many so many people create content and then keep going back to it to just check how many likes how many comments and things like that don't they so yeah. i applaud yeah. you for i applaud you for for, for creating mm. and forgetting about it that's brilliant mm. so yeah claire we have got two, to wrap it up. we've got two minutes left so yeah. For a minute and a half, you are welcome to plug yourself, talk about where people can find you and what you've got going on um, next or where where might you be? Okay, thank you. So, yeah, as we just said, I'm mostly active on Instagram, although I do also have a Facebook page, a YouTube channel. I'm on Threads, Pinterest, and I have a website. Um So I suppose the the two main strands of my work at the moment are giving readings um, and I do that over Zoom online or face-to-face at events. And if I'm doing an event, you'll see it on Instagram. Mm -hmm. So I'm at Burning Woman Festival next weekend. So depending on when the podcast goes out, that might be done. Um, And... Yeah, then my tarot course, which begins on the 8th of August, which is a 10-week course, because if anyone tells you that they can teach you tarot in a three-hour workshop, Mm. they're lying. Um, So I'm doing a very supported, in-depth 10-week course where you'll be able to learn tarot for yourself so that you can connect to all of the beautiful wisdom that I've sort of gone into a little bit on here. Um, And then you can also follow me for my sacred celebrant journey, which will begin in September and my shenanigans down in Glastonbury. Shenanigans. Sounds great. Yeah, you'll have to keep us updated then, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Claire, it's been a pleasure. And personally, I look forward to working with you for some sacred uh, celebrations that we've got planned and planning. Yeah. So thank you, everybody. Thank you, Claire. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Namaste. Thank you. Namaste. See you Namaste. Thank you, Claire. See you next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Thank you for listening and continuing to support
Circle Podcast. Don't forget to find us on our official Facebook page.